Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness. If you want some great ideas around how to be better at selling, how to start conversations with your ideal clients, then this podcast is perfect for you. Today, we're joined by Ellen Melko-Moore. Ellen is a recent Forbes contributor, and previously, she's worked with Oprah Winfrey, as well as the Zappo guys. Ellen is also the CEO of a LinkedIn agency called Supertight LinkedIn. In this episode, Ellen and I talk about the new features coming from LinkedIn, which ones we think are good and which ones we think are not so good. So we cover off creator mode, cover story, live broadcaster showing up in your banner, as well as pronoun inclusions. So without giving too much away, we think LinkedIn might have stuffed up at least some of these new features. It does make you wonder just how deeply does LinkedIn really understand what people are using its platform for? But before we jump into this episode, let me share something with you. If you want to get access to some scale skills, sales training or sales tactics for free, that's 100% A-OK. All you need to do is jump across to my LinkedIn profile. And if we're not collected, then let's connect. And you'll see right there in my featured section, there are always some really interesting things absolutely free for you to grab and put to work straight away. It could be a free training video, or it could be an email breakdown, or it could be an infographic. It might even be some free PDF downloads or whatever. If you want to stay across the very best strategies in a timely manner, then your best bet is to subscribe to my fortnightly newsletter, where I share the very best sales strategies I've found during that two-week period. I promise, I don't spam you. It's one email every two weeks. It's nothing more. Currently, I have over a 1,000 sales professionals getting that as of today. So feel free to come and join them. To sign up, simply go across to markmc.co. Okay, right now, let's jump in and hear what Alan Melko-Moore's got to say about the brand new LinkedIn features. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Alan Melko-Moore. Alan, welcome to the Boscar. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. <laughs> I was like, hey, Mark, thanks for asking me to the boss cast. I like being here on the boss cast pod cast. <laughs> See, you can't say it either. So that's great. So, Alan, you and I have swapped a few LinkedIn messages over the years. So we're not completely new to each other. You've got a great business called Super Tight LinkedIn. And I just love your headline too. You know, so listeners, go to Ellen Melko Moore's LinkedIn profile and have a look. Your profile is hurting my eyes. <laughs> It says a lot, right, about what's going on in LinkedIn. Uh, yes. So, Ellen, you've worked with Oprah Winfrey on the book club project, I believe. You've also worked with the famous Zappo guys. I recently had an, a great article published in Forbes. Congratulations. That's great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mark. Yeah, the article in Forbes just kind of goes to show what you can achieve when, you know, as we've discussed before, Mark, when you go just a little bit slower on LinkedIn and you're really working on the quality of your network. So that particular gentleman who wrote that article, I 
he actually made a connection request to me. And because of the way I responded, he wrote that article. There's good stuff. Good stuff can be done. But there you go. So LinkedIn does it again, huh? Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. And that's how I met you too. So it's amazing. True. Well, that is true. Yeah, yeah. That's how I met a lot of people. It's, it's good fun, LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some really cool, or maybe not so cool, or anyway, new features that LinkedIn's got coming out. And we're going to figure out whether they are cool and, and how we might be able to use them. But before that, Ellen, please tell everybody that's listening a little bit about yourself and also about super tight LinkedIn. It'd be cool to hear about that. What do you guys do? Well, thank you so much. Our tagline is we transform LinkedIn for the top 1%. And for us, that top 1% is really about mastery and integrity. So we tend to work with people who are very evolved specialists. But we actually work with a lot of marketing people, which surprised me because I thought, well, marketing people won't want help with their social media marketing. But because LinkedIn is so weird... We have quite a few semi-famous clients that are, are internet famous on Twitter and other places, but LinkedIn is just its own weird thing. So when we say transforming LinkedIn, the main thing we are focusing on is we do promise to deliver a certain number of clients. And the basis of all this is we're going to create a profile, we're going to create a practice, and we're going to create content that really engages a very specific audience, hence the name Supertype. Because we really do focus on building those exclusive niches. I love the super tight tag because it's really fundamental to sales, full stop. So many people try to sell to everybody or they try to, you know, make their LinkedIn pro attractive to everybody when in actual fact it needs to be super tight. I think that's genius. I love it. Thank you. I used to be in dance and as probably many people listening know, in in music and dance, the word tight. Something is a performance is tight or it isn't. And what we're always looking for is when our people introduce themselves, can we hear, can the right person get it immediately? Like get that value immediately. And of course, it's easier said than done, but that's what we're always going for. So these clients that you work for, do you get leads for them or do you set them up so they can get their own leads? Like, is it done for you sort of thing? I mean, It's done with you. And the reason I think that's important for us is we find that Sure, somebody else can get out the front door and and pretend to be us on LinkedIn. And there's nothing wrong with getting some help with that. But again, what we're focused on is high value clients, high fee clients. And when our clients are typically going after a client for my client, might be a quarter of a million dollars. And so for that person, kind of the bigger strategy, the done for you stuff does not tend to work as well. And what does work is developing more quality relationships. We are more of a done with you. I don't have a problem. I'm done for you. I just think with certain people and certain audiences, that doesn't work as well. And Mark, I'm sure you know this, when people are doing sort of messaging strategies where they're using automation and templates, the return rate on that is like 0.02% it's not very high. And we think the real question is not how many sales conversations are you having per week? How many sales conversations are you having per week with people who are, as I'm sure you would agree and say, Mark, I know you teach this. How many of those conversations are with people that are pre-qualified to accept your offer because they've got the money to pay. They've got the mindset. They, they understand all this already. So that's what we're always trying to do is work on that number for people. Yeah, good stuff. And you know, I can just share a little bit on that. We very recently ran a, 
a virtual event. And part of the process, of course, was, you know, inviting people who we thought they'd get some value from. And one of the people in our team set up an automated outreach through LinkedIn, you know, some automated messaging, created some filters and away you go. I just sent out about 30 manually every day. And I got great responses. You know, I had some pretty good conversations. You know, if I sent out 30 messages, I had 20 responses and they weren't all like, yes, I'll come to the event. But some of them were like, hey, haven't heard you from a while. And, you know, I need yeah. a bit of a conversation and, you know, 10 would say, yeah, I'll come. Like that, that sounds like something that's interesting for me. I mean, your listeners probably know this already, Mark, but as, I mean, I hear what you're saying and I'm just like, wow. I mean, that just goes to show you having that type of response to messaging and having 20 people to say whatever they say to you when they write back. It just goes to show that obviously that approach is, in my opinion, just so much more effective. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so that's cool. Let's talk a little bit about these new features, whatever they are. What have we got that's relatively new from LinkedIn, Ellen? Well, so you're talking about creator mode. And that is a new feature that LinkedIn is rolling out. They haven't rolled it out to me just yet, but... If you are able to do it, it would be on your phone. I don't believe that they've got it for desktop yet, or at least when I'm speaking right now, April 21st, I haven't been able to see it. So the idea is, I did some research on this since I I wasn't able to touch it firsthand. And there's a couple things I'd like to share about this, Mark, if that's okay. So first, I think LinkedIn is doing this because they want to be more like YouTube. And the idea of a creator mode is that they're featuring this for people who are going to put together consistent quality content. I think LinkedIn is a little jealous that people enjoy the content so much on YouTube, whereas the reputation in general that LinkedIn has for content is not high because most of what's out there is, hey, we had an office party or, you know, yay, our brand is neat. It's not particularly educational. It's not particularly entertaining. So I think they're going more in that direction. And the idea is that if you switch to creator mode, a couple things are going to happen. Your featured section will now appear uh, towards the top of your profile and people will be able to follow you. And that's going to be the first offer is to follow you rather than to connect with you. And then this is the direction they're going. They're also thinking about how do we monetize LinkedIn for creators? So just like on YouTube, if you've got a popular channel, you can get paid for that. LinkedIn is definitely trying to go in that direction, which we'll see how that works. And then the one other thing I would say that's kind of, I think a little, well, I wouldn't recommend it, is they're they're putting out these videos and saying, hey, you, you you put this introduction video on your profile and it's however long it is, 15 seconds. And LinkedIn itself is making recommendations that we should do 15 seconds of like, hi, I'm Ellen, and here's what I'm passionate about, and here's what I like, and here's what... And I'm sure you'll be surprised to hear me say, I totally disagree with that. If you don't know me yet, you don't care necessarily what I'm passionate about. You care about what can can I do for you, basically. So I would recommend that people think about it more than that. If they want to do a 15-second introduction, like teach us something cool in 15 seconds, or whatever the statement you're going to make, make it about us rather than about yourself would be what I think. And again. I haven't got a chance to get my hands on it yet. So perhaps I'm speaking out of turn or speaking out of school, but that's that's the immediate thing I thought when I looked at that. So yeah, so what's that called? The video piece? I don't remember. So creator mode is the name of this whole new feature. And then the video is like one piece of the of the creator mode. That's right. Yeah. So the 15 second intro. 
the promotions that I've seen have been around, you know, people saying, hi, my name is Mark, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, helping salespeople and I'm looking for my perfect role in a multi-billion dollar company. Then they're pretty boring, right? I think there's a lot of opportunity for you to say, hey, my name is Mark and, you know, if you're in sales, download this free piece here that you can have or, you know, go to my YouTube channel. I completely agree. I I think this is... So I don't know if I told you this, Mark, but one of our clients, because of the content he was putting out on LinkedIn, he actually got hired by LinkedIn. And he is involved in talent acquisition hiring. And so they liked what he was doing, his content so much that they they hired him to help them find uh, talent, mostly tech talent in for California. But what I think is so interesting is he told us that meeting with all the higher-ups on LinkedIn, that most of those folks are still very much focused. Their primary focus is on LinkedIn as a way to help people find jobs. They, at least to him, did not occur. Like they were very clued in to all the rest of us and the different things that we're doing as far as sales and social selling and leads and all that fun stuff. So I wonder that you just did a perfect imitation of the of the promotional video that they suggest. And I wonder if, again, it's guided by the fact that leadership of LinkedIn tends to think about LinkedIn as the most important thing about it is to help people find jobs. So I, I don't know. I think that's worth noting, though. Well, it's interesting that the, the feature, I'll remember what the feature is called. The feature is called Cover Story. And what do you do when, when you apply for a job? What do you send with your resume? A cover letter. Right. Oh, yeah, there you go. That must be exactly why it is, Mark, I'm sure. Marketing departments thought very hard about that. So I think this is, you know, another stuff up from LinkedIn where they, they don't really understand, you know, their own product, which makes me fearful about the future. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's like on the one hand, it's the oldest social media network. It's even older than like Friendster and MySpace. And at the same time, I think it's strange that... It, I don't know about you, but I've seen many other people attempt to create platforms that rival LinkedIn as, you know, it's going to be the professional platform, period. And yet nobody's been able to do that. And at the same time, we've got this one platform that is exclusively for professionals. And it does seem like the focus, at least the way they recommend people use it. If I were looking for a job, I would not be putting one of those open to work stickers like on my picture. That's just me. But again, I think it is important for salespeople listening to this, that when it comes to the new feature, cover story, whatever, they keep up with the good habits that they have and that they have from listening to the Boss podcast, which is, again, of course, to be of service. And uh, yeah, here's cool stuff I have. Check it out. Is a lot more useful, I think, than introducing your passion and discussing how you're... It is weird. It's weird how wonky... LinkedIn is in some ways. And the conversation I have with people all the time is first, if if the LinkedIn algorithm were your boyfriend or girlfriend, it would be like the worst one of your life because it would be so inconsistent. And secondly, you meet the most amazing people on LinkedIn, despite the fact that the platform can be that wonky. It's just like, I don't know if this happens to you, but people are always asking me to explain aspects of the LinkedIn algorithm. And, and sometimes I know something for like a week and then they change the algorithm. And again, it's like it's like that terrible boyfriend or girlfriend that, that tells you one week like, oh, I just want to cuddle. And then the next week is like, I hate cuddling. Why are you doing this? So it's just good to know that you can enjoy 
the platform and uh, you, you don't need to listen to everything that LinkedIn recommends for you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have made some changes or are making some changes as part of these add-ons. Um, the ability for people to put pronouns next to their name, I think that's pretty cool. So if you know people want to want to do that, that's nice. That's going to be rolled out as part of that. And I also believe that they're going to put captions on the cover story. So you won't need to have your audio turned on. I think that's a big challenge too. You know, like when, I mean, whilst people walk around with headphones on all the time and I do that, you know, you probably just want to see what I say. It's strange though. I mean, that's a really good point. But what, what we're told is that even on the phone, 85% of people don't have the audio turned on for LinkedIn. So again, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. So they are going to include caption capabilities at some point. Absolutely. Good. So that would be cool. Is your outreach getting you labeled as a spammer? What once worked in B2B outbound doesn't work anymore. The goalposts have moved, and so must your approach to sales. Sure, you might land odd conversation or even a reply to an odd cold email, but is it scalable? Will it provide you with enough revenue to hit your yearly goals? Having worked with sales teams all over the world, we see what works and what doesn't. Our new POW coaching program provides sellers with access to the very best training available today. It doesn't matter if you're a team of 50 or a team of one. We have flipped traditional sales training on its head and allow you to learn in your own time and still get the important coaching help that you need. Grab all the details at markmc.com slash POW. So with the creator mode, like is that really to try and help people stand out from you know, you've got people on LinkedIn who create a lot of content, write stuff, share stuff, uh, make it easy for us to see who they are and what they talk about. Or is it, you know, m- more about keeping those people happy, you know, that those creators, do you think? I don't know. I feel my feeling is, and this is just a hypothesis, I feel like they're jealous and they're trying to compete with the popularity of new platforms like Clubhouse. And what they're trying to do is figure a way to keep up is my feeling. So in the sense that they want people who are going to be as successful to be a creator on LinkedIn as people are successful creators on Clubhouse, Twitter, or YouTube. And also this monetizing thing is big. I think they're definitely looking towards that. And I think they're trying to stay stay in the game. So for all those reasons, I think creator mode is definitely a good thing. I think it's going to be interesting. I think people want to think about it. Like you really want to think about if you're going to turn on that creator mode, are you going to be consistently producing fun, interesting content? It seems to me, Mark, and again, I haven't got a chance to get my hands on it yet. So I may be very wrong, but it seems to me like there'd be a lot of folks that this wouldn't necessarily be the best try for. Like picture a, uh, one of my clients has a lot of law firms as clients. And I'm thinking about the types of content these people typically turn out as a law firm. Would that be a good fit for creator mode? Like I have a hard time imagining it. I, I can't wrap my brain around it yet. So I do think it's important for people to educate themselves about it. You know, read some articles on it. Check it out. Don't just assume that just because it's new that you have to have it. I think you want to be more thoughtful than that. The other thing is, remember, they're going to rearrange the actual sections of your profile based on creator mode. So you got to decide, okay, if I switch over to creator mode and my feature section comes up first now, is that doing me any favors? So just like take a moment to stop and look and think. And, and also just remember, 
LinkedIn is doing this because LinkedIn wants to stay in business and because they want some of the features that other platforms have. So you don't have to oblige LinkedIn by being the guinea pig for this unless you want to, unless you're excited about content creation on LinkedIn. And, and obviously, there are people who do feel that way. Yeah. Look, I like the idea that featured section might be higher because I think that's a really important part of the profile. And I'm looking at my profile now on the mobile phone while we're talking. And I'm, you know, if I've got creator mode on and I've got hashtag sales, hashtag new business, hashtag you know, prospecting, whatever, right? It makes it, it would make it easier, somewhat easier for people to see that without me having to have all of that in my headline. So I wonder if they're trying to make us, because everyone's gone mental on our headlines, right? So, you know, I've got like four sentences in there. You've got, you know, your, your profile's hurting my eyes. You know, whereas if we've got hashtag LinkedIn, hashtag LinkedIn training, hash, you know, like it might make it easier because for people on mobile to get a quicker idea about what it is that people like you and I are doing, and I think they're trying to move more people onto mobile because desktop is a like I spend most of my time on desktop on LinkedIn because you know that's what I do during the day. But I think you know for them they need to grow people using it on their mobile. So I wonder if that's part of that mo- getting people onto the mobile piece and making it easier for them to engage in a business way. I think you are probably dead on. That seems to me very likely, and you're absolutely right. I, I'm the same as you, like. This is what I do for a living. So I do it on my desktop. But because mobile is so important for these other platforms, I think absolutely that LinkedIn is, I think you could be 100% right about that motivation. And I just wanted to say also the whole thing about the crazy four sentence headlines. I think the most important thing about a headline is does it, I'm always trying to write ones for people that make people smile when they come to the profile to give that feeling of affinity and liking. But and and just so just so we're clear, my profile says your profile is hurting my heart as well as my eyeballs. So just to be clear, I, it's my heart that's hurting as well. So anyway, the point is, I do feel that way. I feel that way when I look at really cool people, and then I look at a profile, and I'm like, oh boy, ouch. And again, it's not anyone's fault. It's because the the ability to get good direction and and training on it it is a little harder to find than I think it should be. And this whole idea about, so Mark, you know how on your phone, you can actually make the headline for your LinkedIn profile actually quite a bit longer than on desktop. You remember that? Like you get more characters. So I see all these people whose headlines are just an SHIT show. It is just nonsense because... They're trying to use every single one of those characters. And so what I always laugh at is when I see ones that are like, that the first the first choices are like author, podcast host, you know, I'm trying to think what else they have. Oh, speaker, trainer, consultant, coach. Like they list every possible way of interacting and whatever that person's expertise as far as podcast hosting and all those other things just mentioned might be the very last word in the headline. So all when this person is running around LinkedIn and leaving comments or liking or whatever they're doing, all everyone sees is nothing about their expertise, but a big giant list of all the different ways that they do whatever it is they do. And I just mean, that's, I think, what happens when, when people don't get a chance to kind of learn what this stuff is for. And then it's like, always, it's like, oh, well, if you've got X number of characters, you need to use X number of characters. And I just, I don't agree with that, me personally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm looking at my profile now as we're talking on my phone and I'm like, yeah, look, I'm actually falling into that. You know, you just get, a, you make small changes and then 
over time and you end up making a big mess. So it's good to good to have these chats. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I always think about when you're when and unfortunately I can't look at your uh because I am on desktop right now. If I switch over to look at your profile, I would knock myself off Zencaster. But what I will say is I can't say your headline word for word, but I do know absolutely what you do from your headline. And more importantly, I also know what you do from those first few words. So again, often people, you know, they sort of warm up and then they, they get whatever it is they really want to say at the end of the headline. And then every single time you're interacting with anyone else on LinkedIn, they're not going to see that. They're just going to see those first few words of the headline. So thinking about the first few words is important, I think. Yeah, I think so. So that, that's pretty good. I've just made a few changes while we've been chatting. So there you go. That's been very... <laughs> yeah, so look, I think Creator is going to be really interesting for a lot of people who are spending a lot of time on LinkedIn and creating stuff. I, I think it is a drive to try and keep people on mobile or to use LinkedIn instead of Facebook or Instagram. And so you know that when we go live... For those of you who have LinkedIn Live, your background banner will change. Did you see that? So No, I'm not allowed to have LinkedIn Live yet, so unfortunately. Me either. But what will happen is when I go live, uh, and I can't because I don't have it, but if I did, my background banner would disappear and you'd be able to watch that live direct from your phone. So that little gap where your banner is expands to 200% of its current size and then you'd be able to see me going live. And what I suspect is that concept would be I'd have hashtag sales, hashtag you know, business development, whatever the case may be. And then whatever I was talking about was supposed to be about that topic. You know, So then from a walking around with your mobile phone watching little videos, which sort of reinforces what you were saying about YouTube, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, again, it's just interesting when you think about what most LinkedIn content looks like, sounds like, is like. I mean, this seems like it's going to be a pretty big jump is what I'm trying to say. I I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's a great idea and it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So it'll be pretty cool to see how it comes, how it all plays out. So, but, you know, make sure you do some research before you start making changes and don't just listen to LinkedIn. Because I think if you put on LinkedIn that you're looking for your dream job, it's not going to work out that well. Yeah. And just remember, LinkedIn isn't making these changes because they care about you. They're making the changes because they want to keep up with the competition. And that can be a good thing. But exactly like Mark just said, don't, don't, don't assume that you have to jump into that. Take, take some time to look at it and, and see how you feel about it. And of course, uh, there's another question, Mark. I don't know how easy it is to switch off creator mode after you've switched it on. Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. We'll just have to wait and see as this is being rolled out across the planet step-by-step in typical LinkedIn fashion. So there's a few people... LinkedIn fashion. Yeah. So a few people have got it. Um, More people will get it every day or, you know, every week. And, you know, so you'll have listeners eventually. So, Alan, how can people get in contact with you? What's the best way for people that are listening to this think, okay, Alan's somebody I'd, I'd like to get a bit more of? What's the best way to do that? I would be very honored for anyone who thinks that. And a very easy way to do it is find me on LinkedIn, Ellen Melko Moore. I'm the only one of that name. And if you heard me on the Boss Podcast, I'd love to know that. So when you send a connection request or however you choose to communicate, say, hey, I heard you on the Boss Podcast and I will I will pay extra special attention because it's a big deal for me to be on a podcast in Australia. <laughs> so, it is. I'm serious. Well, we've got about five five regular listeners. So you might get one or two connection requests. You never know. 
So we have a few more than that now. Let's let's see. I will be thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great, Alan, having you on the Boss Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to come online. We've had a bunch of challenges just getting connected today with tech issues and whatnot, but I do appreciate you sharing your wisdom on the Boss Podcast. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me, Mark, and hello to everybody who's listening. How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you for free? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. All you have to do is leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts as it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us find more great guests in the future. And of course, the better the guests, the better the sales strategies that we get. The good news is it'll only take about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access the review function directly from the device you're using right now to listen to us. I'd really appreciate it. Simply leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either by DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email and I'll send you a copy of the book straight away. So that's it for this show. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.